I'm gonna cut out. I'm gonna cut down the dang Idrisil here and uh, make a make a frigging big piece of timber. Yeah. Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike through Wikipedia. I am Sky. I'm Kyle. And I'm Tim. And tonight, these guys are going to race from the Wikipedia page for Black Cat to the Wikipedia page for Wood. <laughs> Which, what? Yep. Both, both. both can be terrible and superstitious pets. There you go. <laughs> Yes. Uh, don't go right to Black Cat yet, because I've got a okay. The first, the the deciding factor on who goes first, um, first. is a question uh, mm-hmm. based on a statistic that is close to the top of this page. Oh no! Okay. No, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Oh, it's not that statistic. The the one that I'm thinking oh, no, of right no, now. No. I don't. <laughs> I hope it's not that. A- after this, I want to know what statistic you were thinking of. I All right, I'll tell you in a minute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, what you guys are going to do is you're going to type for me in a uh, private message to me. Um, sure. Uh, the, the Cat Fanciers Association recognizes yes. how many cat breeds that can come with solid black coats. So mm. this is according to the CFA, how many mm. breeds of cats <laughs> have solid black coats? coats so this is just to make sure this is the cat fanciers association yes. and not the cat financers yes association <laughs> yes that's true okay oh but can you imagine their little banking ha- oh no they have the visors yep they'd the wear the visors. little visors and a tiny little and like this will be closest like if you're over that's fine it's just gonna be closest to to the number and the tiny round rim glasses because of course yeah uh, Sky, when I open up your the private message uh, between us, the last thing I have is uh, your answers to me about the uh, hipster names or pet names. Oh, wow, yeah. Or hipster baby names or pet names. And it's oh, wow. just, that's a child, still a child, baby, a human, really leaning hard on kids. Oh, no, a baby. I cannot answer this in good conscience. <laughs> I abstain. No, baby. Um. All right, so, and you want us just to type this out, just the total number that we think it is? Yes, I've got I've oh, got goodness. Tim's. All mm-hmm. right, I'm I'm just. Don't worry about like going over. We don't. It's not prices right. You know what? Yeah, let's let's go. I should have given you like the total number of cat breeds there are, maybe that the that the CFA recognizes, <laughs> but I didn't do that. So. Do you want to do that now? No. And... <laughs> Okay. It'll be more I'm going to go with that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> All right. Tim said 12. Okay. Kyle said 32. There's a lot of cats out there, Scott. <laughs> it's 22. You both are, equal- <laughs> both are equally off. And now Beautiful. I'm- okay. I went over, so Tim. <laughs> yeah, let's No, I'd that. say... Or no, go ahead. I yeah. say you say you say we're equally off. I say we're equally almost there. Equally That's almost right. there. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be positive. <laughs> All right. No, here we go. Okay. Um I'm going to type to you go. I have another since that was a really short one. Uh and okay. not like goofy like we usually do. Uh, I mean that's pretty goofy. I am going to type out three cat names. 
three oh. under the, under the notable black cats. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> give you three of them. One of them is not real. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tim, do you want to read that? <laughs> I sure do. Sammy oh. Banana. Oh, it's such a good one. And then I'll Snowball take, uh, the second. Yeah. And Mr. Deathy. Mr. Deathy. These are famous black cats, you said? These are under the notable black cat section of this Notable. Page. Sorry. Notable one black cats. One of these cats. is made up. I mean, do you want us just to tell you or? Uh, yeah, just tell me. <laughs> tell me what you guys think. Uh, I, I'm going to, I mean, I have to pick uh, Snowball too. Like that's. Okay. Like it's not. Tim. That's not. I'm actually going to pick Sammy Banana. <laughs> Great job, guys. It's Mr. Deathy. Hey. <laughs> You're keeping this going. Because I know Snowball 2 is from The Simpsons. What? Yeah, yes. Snowball 2 is from The Simpsons. I don't know where Sammy Banana is from. Sammy though. Banana. If you click on Sammy Banana, it takes you to a Facebook video of Sammy Banana with a banana. Well, it's, <gasps> it's just Sammy with a banana. And I don't, oh, I don't no. think this is actually a notable black cat. I think somebody just added it there. But it's on the list. <laughs> But so, look that him. boy loves his banana. Yeah, look at him it. hugging that banana. And you can't. That's Sammy Banana is valid. Yeah, he's valid. <laughs> Just received a fresh, a fresh new banana. A fa- yeah, it's a fresh new banana for sure. A fresh new banana. Um, mm. man, nobody I mean, gets to you go can, first. You can just. Yeah, I was gonna say you can give it to Tim if you want. That's That's good happening. night, everybody. <laughs> nope. What's gonna happen is like we're, we'll just. I'll just have you tell me at the same time what page you guys are going. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Um, no, let's, do, let's talk about black cats first. Then, uh, okay, it's getting it, when I actually edit and release this podcast, it'll be yeah. Halloween season. Yes. So, figured it would stay festive, and I own a black cat, Look, and she's great. She is great. She's a good cat. Her name is Kit, and we call her Kit Cat. And I at first was going to be like black cat to Kit Kat. That would be great and like self indulgent. And then I'm like, that's like yeah. two clicks because all you, oh, do, you guys are just going to go to Halloween. Uh, yeah, Halloween. And, like, yeah, you're, you're done. You did it. So. You did it. Look at this cute little cat sitting on a post. Yeah, or a fence. Oh, black cats so are so good. Um, we had uh, we had a cat when I was younger that was a like jet black cat, um, and she had that you know very like shiny coat and all that. But um, yes, do you mean the she, an ebony coat? A what? A dense coal black, <laughs> free from any tinge of rust on tips or smoke un- or smoke undercoat. Yes, that a leathery nose <clears throat> that's black, paw pl- paw pads black or brown. Did you just say leatherly? Leather leatherly. Okay. Le- leatherly black. Is that how they describe it? No, they just say leather. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. The exceptions are. Okay. Well, even so. Uh, the the page does give several descriptions here. No, the notable thing about this cat is that she was one of those cats who, when she was very relaxed or when you were, like, scratching her under the chin, she would drool on you. <laughs> and it was hilarious. It was very cute. And, you know, I mean, also silly and a little a little... Dis, you know disgusting because she's drooling on you but also you know she's she's adorable she's doing her best oh kyle yes 
What was the question that you thought oh, uh, Sky was going to ask? How many black cats every year at Halloween get adopted and then abandoned, et cetera, et cetera. Um, wow. It's a, it's a real statistic. It's a real one. I'm not making this up. There is a um, there's is Black Cat Day adoption. Um, there we are. Or, or Black Cat Adoption Day. Yeah, October twenty seventh. But that's there you go. that's to like get them out the streets so that people don't pick them up. Also that and do yeah bad things. We actually got Kit like right before Halloween. Oh. Um. Yeah. Uh, All right, Tim. You want what? Oh, you want me to go? Well, sure I mean, thing. you're the do it. Sky, is, it, is that what you decided? That's what you decided, but we'll go with it. Go, Tim. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not trying to take it over. So, black cat is a domestic cat. We're not even talking about ferals here. We're not talking about panthers. <laughs> I mean, that's probably for the best. Yeah, a black cat is a domestic cat with black fur that may be a mixed or specific breed. Or a common domestic cat of no particular breed. Basically, it's just, you know, a cat that has black fur. That's it. Mm. Um, the Cat Fanciers Association recognizes between 12 and 32 cat breeds that can come from with solid black coats. Uh, the Bombay breed is exclusively black. Uh, a male cat is slightly more uh, liable to have black fur than a female. Oh, wow. So Kit is a little bit out of the yeah. out of the ordinary. Uh she's unique. She is. I mean she is no matter what color she is, she would be unique. Yes. Uh any cat whose fur is a single color, including black, is known as a solid or <laughs> self. Yeah. I don't Okay. They're a self. I don't I don't know why. A solid black cat may be coal black, grayish black, or brownish black. I mean uh, I'd rather think of them as just saying, like, oh, that's a solid cat you got there. <laughs> it's a real a solid, solid cat. Takes a pet like no problem. It <laughs> apparently comes from a recessive gene that suppresses the tabby pattern. I didn't know the tabby pattern was a dominant yeah. sort of thing. Which I guess makes sense because it's like camouflage in a way. Yeah, it makes sense. Sometimes the tabby pattern is not completely suppressed. Faint markings may appear in certain lights. <laughs> Have you ever put your cats under a, a black light? A black light, sky? yeah. No. I should I should see what happens. They'll probably be <laughs> you filthy. You just put it over a kid. Like, it's just oh, like, wait a no, minute. Wait, what? <laughs> wait a minute. There's Tabby in here. I thought I knew you. Uh, mm. Yeah. A cat having black fur with white uh, roots is known as a black smoke, which is very ooh, good. Ooh. That's very that solid good. black is recognized as a color option in, in a bunch of breeds. Um, 22, I think. It says I like for one, um oh like there are some exceptions. Uh the Sphinx, for example, which does not technically have fur a lot. Yeah. Sure. You don't know. You've so never you can seen have one. a black one of them, one level tone from nose to the tip of tail. <coughs> nose, leather, black, paw pads, black or brown. And then the ragamuffin. Oh, so good. Although black is not specifically mentioned, the standard allows for any color, with or without white. So your ragamuffin can be whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, so it's just a, it's you could just have like a rainbow cat, and that would be fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Black cats can Little also cat. rust in sunlight, the coat turning a lighter brownish red shade. 
That's so it's so cool. Just like uh just like your old Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see here. Pirates of the eighteenth century believed that a black cat would bring different kinds of luck. What? I mean, there if are... a black cat walks towards someone, that person will have bad luck. Okay. If a black cat walks away from someone, then that person will have good luck. I mean, a cat can only walk toward someone so long before they're walking away from them. Or, <laughs> or like, are you thinking of it more as like you? So if it's yeah, if it's walking towards you, just... are you having bad luck until the time that it passes you? Or you could just walk and... away from it yourself. Right? Yeah. Like, wouldn't yeah. that, you know, it's, oh, oh no, it's walking away from me. No, I, no, I think you're just, I think you're just walking away. No, no, it's definitely walking away from me. <laughs> so conversely, in the UK, if a black cat walks towards you, it's bringing good fortune. But if it walks away, it's taking it away. Oh, no. Yeah. If a black cat walks onto a ship and then walks off it, you might as well just burn the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's doomed <laughs> to sink on its next trip. Yeah. Uh, they've got lower odds um, of black cats have been found to have lower odds of adoption in american shelters yeah. that's kind of surprising to me well uh compared to other colors except brown <laughs> oh brown uh, cats. reasons given include not only superstition but also the perception of black is boring harsh uh compared to other colors as well as the belief that black cats don't photograph well what <laughs> no cat photographs well i'm just gonna say that right now uh. Like, hey, here's a photo of my cat, and it's just, it's just, it's like if you come to me and tell me, hey, I have a photo of my cat. All right, I'm, I'm just going. I already have you, an image in my head. If you know what that cat looks like, you're like, okay, I know exactly. What exactly, this cat is of a look creature like. staring disdainfully at me yep. through a camera. Yeah. So I searched for. Unless you've scared the crap out of it before you take the photo. <laughs> In which case, shame on you. I searched for do black cats don't photograph well, or do black cats photograph well, and I found a subreddit called Supermodel Cats, and I think I'm just going to be here for the rest of the night. <laughs> nice. Nice. August 17th is Black Cat Appreciation Day. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. Wayne H. Morris created the day in honor of his late sister, June, who had a black cat. Oh, okay. who was a black cat. Oh. Uh, called Sinbad. The day was chosen in memorial of June's passing. Aw. Yes, that's a good, good so, black cat. Um, yeah, the bottom talks about talks about adoption and <laughs> what the depressing parts. Yeah. No, not that part. Um, there's another one here uh, on the digital photography forums on photography-on-the.net. Uh, the the page or the post here from t- September 2006. Uh, how on earth do you photograph a black cat? I have a black cat, Hendrix, and he would technically be my perfect model, only he is black and is extremely difficult to expose it properly to get the details without blowing out highlights. Yep. I have tried what seems like thousands of times to capture his beauty, but I can't seem to do it. Says at least ten thirty, mm. uh, and Boxer Kid replies, "Wow, that is a very difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps you should try placing them against brighter backgrounds and keeping your aperture settings low. This way, you should have some good blends of color." 
So good. Uh, where are we? Where are we heading again? To wood. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, the industrial workers of the world um, have an, like an icon of a black cat, and during the court case uh, in 1918. Ralph Chaplin, who is generally credited for creating the symbol, stated that the black cat was commonly used by the boys as representing the idea of sabotage. The idea oh, being to frighten the employer by the mention of the name sabotage or by putting a black cat somewhere around. You know, if you saw a black, black cat go across your path, you would think, if you were superstitious, you're going to have a little bad luck. The idea of sabotage <laughs> is to use a little black cat on the boss. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Great. It's a very scary emblem um speaking of sabotage that's actually what i was going to select oh really to move on yep now did you have something figured out kyle because i know oh are we gonna do this at the same time right okay i forgot about that no it's fine Uh... (laughs) were you thinking of sabotage no i was not good i know you're a trustworthy man so you're gonna click on sabotage I am. All right. Because <laughs> you know what? I bet you can sabotage things made out of wood. Oh, no. Does that take you, you can, and I should. Does that take you to the industrial <laughs> workers of the world, philosophy and tactics? Yeah. All right. It's going to be great. Oh, no. Oh, these cats are so good. I'm sorry. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's not mm-hmm. what I planned. You got to check those. Yeah. Those. <laughs> those URLs before you before you click. There's a oh, lot did here, I did, did I send you something? <laughs> oh no, you're talking. Be about... be slick. Think before you click. <laughs> all right, I'm going to click. This is very silly, but all right, hang on a second. I want to look at see what else I can find here. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before we go, okay, okay. There's a space shuttle program section here, and I read it, and I wasn't that interested. Um, when the space shuttle program naming system for missions was reworked to avoid uh, in STS thirteen, some sources okay. uh, some source listed the superstition and Apollo thirteen. The crew of what would have been STS thirteen, which turned out to be STS forty one C, made a humorous mission patch that included a black cat and a number thirteen. The mission was successful and even landed on Friday thirteenth. Very <laughs> good. Um, <coughs> but the patches here, and the patch is great. Um, you should look this up, listeners. Uh, it's this wild-looking cat with like a shuttle like zipping underneath it, and it's just. And it also says "cryptic" on it, and I'm twelve. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's that! Wow, whoa, okay, yep, very good. The shuttle going underneath it is very good. That's 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 a solid that's a solid sight gag, is what that is. Yes. All right. Um, oh goodness. So, I've got a couple different thoughts here that I could go with. Yeah. Um, the one of the ones that's really calling to me is pirates, just in general. And we, I don't think we've gone to a page for just pirates. And when I mouse over that, there, there's the, the, the literal image that pops up is just a Jolly Roger. So I have to click on that. That's hilarious. Yeah. So I'm clicking pirates. Do it. And sticking me to piracy. Great. All right. Nice. Tim, the industrial workers of the world philosophy and tactics. Yeah. Yeah, here we are. (laughs) I was hoping to at least go to a page where I could link to the Beastie Boys video. (coughs) 
sabotage. <laughs> I mean, you can still do that. I mean, I wouldn't have done it, but I would have appreciated having the option. Uh, the Industrial Workers of the World, the IEWW, is a union of wage workers which was formed in Chicago in 1905 by militant unionists and their supporters due to anger over the conservatism, philosophy, and craft-based structure of the American Federation of Labor, the AFL. Okay. <laughs> the IWW was formed by militant unionists, socialists, anarchists, and other labor radicals who believe that the great mass of workers are exploited by and are in economic struggle with an employing class. The IWW employed a great diversity of tactics. Diversity of tactics is linked Neat. to diversity of tactics. Wow. That's wow. surprising, That's actually. That's interesting. Uh, aimed at organizing all workers as a class seeking greater economic justice on the job, and ultimately the overthrow of the wage system, which they believe is most responsible for keeping workers in subjugation. Mm-hmm. I tried searching for for wood on this page. Yeah. And there is a man called Bill Haywood. Oh, so close. Yep. What about uh, lumber? Let's see here. Lum- lumber is like the... I'm trying to learn more about him. Lumberman is on here, but it's not linked. Yeah, oh, it's, wow. so is Carpenters. Not linked. Let's see here. Bummer. Um, yeah, this is not really that fun of a page. <laughs> Silent Agitators is linked. Nice. Great. To a page called Silent Agitators. What? Uh, I Big mean, Bill Haywood. That's that's what it says. Big Bill Haywood. Yeah. Described in his autobiography how the IWW issued stickers, which the IWW called silent agitators, to propagandize against the war. The stickers declared, don't be a soldier, be a man. Join the IWW and fight on the job for yourself and your class. Wow. Your class is linked to working class, just so you know. Great, great. Oh, yeah. This is this is getting even better. Mm-hmm. Why are so many weird things linked on this? So, uh, this has led the IWW to embrace the concept of dual unionism when William C. Foster offered the IWW an opportunity to begin a European syndicalist-style program of, quote, boring from within, unquote, that is linked to a page called Boring From Within. <laughs> what? Yeah, like someone has really webbed out with this with this uh topic. Uh there's a sub there's a subheadline called Anarchist Swing with a question mark. Okay. And I kinda wish it dealt with like music. Yeah. That would be fun. But it does not. The amalgamated clothing workers. That's a, that's if a you great ever needed alma, alma, almagated clothing, amalgamated. Yeah. Uh, okay, I gotta find something. We gotta get out of here. This is a really big rabbit hole. You can do what you need to do. I need to get out of here. <laughs> Colorado fuel and iron. No. Strike on the job. You're to blame. No. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> yep. Gandhi is on here. Uh, okay. Don't think he had anything to do with wood. Oh my gosh, this this keeps going. Yeah, it's a big page. 
I think they're adding to it. And this is just right now while I'm reading it. And remember, this isn't like the industrial workers of the world page. This is the, for their philosophy and tactics. Right. Holy cow. FDR's on here. Yep. Job Right charts. to the American workplace. Um, I'm going to maybe go with craft unionism. Craft unionism. <laughs> which what? will hopefully get me to some crafts. Oh my! All right, what a fun topic, Kyle. It's uh, piracy. Piracy. Please have fun with this, Kyle. Sky, I'm sure this is what you thought we were going to to click it's on. It's just all about right? labor and class structure. Again, and... oh no, it does actually get into the you know, high seas piracy that you expect. But yes, you're right. It does start out. Uh, if I scroll back up to the top of the page, with piracy. Uh, is an act of robbery or criminal violence by a ship or boat-borne attackers upon another ship or a coastal area, typically with the goal of stealing cargo and other valuable items or property. Those who engage in acts of piracy are called pirates. The earliest documented instances of piracy were were in the 14th century BC when the, this is capped, Sea Peoples, a group of ocean raiders, attacked the ships of the Aegean and Mediterranean civilizations. Narrow channels which funnel shipping into predictable routes have long created opportunities for piracy. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what that says. Uh, I'm very surprised that it does not get into... Um, like, this is very much high seas, uh, not fantasy, although it does talk about that a little bit here, but, like, I'm very surprised it doesn't get into, like, the you-wouldn't-download-a-house type of piracy. Right. Like, that's that's a surprise to me <laughs> that they don't go that far. I figured that's what that would be on here. Yes. I I mean, I I really enjoy that, that, that meme. And, I mean, I was around when that commercial happened. So, like, I had that, that holds a place in my heart, but still. No, what I would like to talk to you about a little bit, of course, yeah, they do have a number of pirates on here that are very um, interesting. And, and of course, the ones that are famous, in, like Blackbeard here, they mention. Um, they talk about in, like, the 1700s, for instance, Blackbeard, uh, notorious pirate Edward Teach, or Blackbeard was hunted down by Lieutenant Robert Maynard at Ocracoke Inlet off the coast of North Carolina in 1718 and killed... Um, and like this, uh, in, in for instance, or and then also, wait, who is the other one here? Roberts. Uh, do, do, do. Oh, Bartholomew Roberts, another captain. Uh, he took a broadside from the Swallow, which is a another uh, smaller boat. Killed the captain uh, instantly. His death shocked the pirate world as well as the Royal, Royal Navy uh, because they thought he was invincible. Thought of, uh, and some considered him a hero. You get cannonballed, you're you're done. This... Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's it. Yeah. You don't you don't come back from a cannonball. No. Um, but not. Uh, I don't have. I don't want to read as much about these pirates, of course, because in in to to the to point that they do actually talk about uh, to, to Wikipedia's uh, credit, I suppose. Yeah. Question marks. Uh, they talk about groups other than the english the other pirates so there's they do list pirates from nearly every uh nearly every part of the world so 
I'm proud of you, I guess. Yeah. Good job. Uh, Including, uh, did you know that we had pirates in North America in in the 1800s, guys? Oh, we still do. Oh, hang tight, because we're going to go on a little bit of a ride here. Yeah, in the 1800s. yeah, uh, river piracy. River piracy. Yeah, <clears throat> in the mid 18th and 19th century America, in into the 19 uh, was primarily concentrated along the Ohio River and Mississippi River valleys. In 1803, at Tower Rock, the U.S. Army's dragoons, possibly from the Frontier Army, or possibly from the Frontier Army, post upriver at Fort Kaskia. Cas- I'm going to go with sure on in Illinois. This happened in Illinois. Uh, raided and drove out river pirates. Like there, there were people fighting pirates in Illinois mm-hmm. in 1803. Stuff out um, there. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But I would like to mention here: this is uh, this is one of those situations where I really wish we had more information, and I'm half tempted to click it just because there's a single sentence here, quote unquote, roaring. Dan Seavey was a pirate active in the early 1900s on the Great Lakes, you guys. We had our own pirate. Oh, yeah. We, we mm. did. It, he was here. He was here. And this is what he looked like. American pirate. He's just, a dude. It, he's just like dressed like a dude, like a regular a gentleman. Yeah, with a with a captain's hat. Not like the kind of captain you expect, but... Around the um, end of or his not career, like, this was taken. 1920. Oh, is that what it says? Yeah. Oh, there we go. It's a good. It's a good photo though. He's just like standing there and, or sitting there, and he looks looks really mm-hmm. relaxed actually. Yeah. There's a kid behind. Kind of reminds me of like the captain from the Captain and Tennille. I don't know. What that um, is. A pirate <laughs> of music. What is that? The Captain and Tennille. Yeah. They were they were notorious pirates of easy listening. Oh, yep, that's that that's exactly what that is. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, you you got it. That's right. Uh, so I'm not going to. I mean, there's. I'm not going to go into the rest of the pirates here. There's a lot. Yeah. About pirates. Uh, also. I, I would like to point out so that little bit of credit that I gave Wikipedia for mentioning that there are pirates in other parts of the world. Well, I'm revoking it because the there's the subheading role of women. Uh, while piracy was predominantly a male occupation throughout history, a minority of pirates were female. They have to specify that a minority of pirates were female. So uh, I'm going to just take that right back there. Um, you could just say predominantly a male occupation but someone had to get that someone had to get that job in there wait would you say like uh subsection a, a there were there were female pirates well, is what i would say like yeah and here are some of them because they don't name they oh well, i'm sorry they named two of them nope they yeah you know they named two of them and that's it so uh you know Whatever. Uh, let's see. But what I actually think I want to click on, um, and this is, I don't know. I don't know if this is actually, because there's a lot here, and I was actually hoping for more, like, talk about the the boats and, like, the galleons and everything like that. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, my long shot on this 
was them talking about a stereotypical pirate with a peg leg and such, and I was going to be able to click on peg leg, and that was going to be great. Oh, yeah, that would be good. good way to do Wait, it. hold on a second. Cultural <clears throat> perceptions. Oh, they might have something here. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, no. Oh, no, I got it. Uh, some pir- some inventions of pirate culture, such as walking the plank, in which a bound oh, captain uh-oh. is forced to walk off a board extending over the sea, were popularized by J.M. Barry's novel Peter Pan, where the fictional pirate Captain Hook and his crew helped a- helped define the fictional pirate archetype. Um, oh goodness, do I walking the plank is linked? That seems like a good pull. Oh wow, I I guess I guess I'm gonna click it. All right. This is going to go real bad for me, Sky. I can tell you. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Uh, Tim, craft unionism. Tell us all craft about Craft unionism it. is unionism you can prepare easily at home on your stovetop. <laughs> um, craft no. craft uh, union stuffing is uh, yep. you know classic. Craft unionism and cheese. Oh, man. I can't eat it anymore after I grew up on that stuff. Yeah. And Same here. Yep. Uh, at least, you know, it's not easy, Mac. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of a way to unionize that, um, <laughs> but I don't have anything. Craft unionism refers to a model of trade unionism in which workers are organized based on the particular craft or trade in which they work. It contrasts with industrial unionism in which all workers in the same industry are organized into the same union. Cool. <laughs> Hooray uh, for organization. The first unions established in Russia in the early 19th century tended, by nature of the industries in which their members worked, to be craft unions. Shoemakers, cordwainers, which are shoemakers who worked with Cordovan leather. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. You had to specialize. And typesetters all worked, as a rule, in small shops in which they had little contact with workers in other fields. Some of these early unions also came out of a guild tradition in which skilled workmen often owned their own shops or, if they worked for another, had a good deal of control over how the work was done, which they policed by maintaining standards for admission into the trade, requiring entrance to go through an apprenticeship program controlled by the union, I am still in the same sentence, rather than the employer and dictating the processes, tools, standards, and pace of work. Where did that? Wow, that was a big sentence. That sentence needs a union break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, these traditions persisted into the 20th century in fields such as printing, in which the International Typographical Union would enforce its own rules, determining how work was done in union shops and in the construction industry. They need to determine where periods go. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, so, Carpenters is on here. Okay. However, I'm wise now. Oh yeah, Carpenters links to United Brotherhood of Carpenters and Joiners <laughs> of America. <laughs> Fool me so? once, Wikipedia. There you go. Um, and cool. we'll only do a hundred more episodes of it. <laughs> yeah, joy. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, there is the International Woodworkers of America. Yeah. yeah. Hey. That seems like it would be a little more likely to have wood in it. <laughs> Uh, so, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. 
It's, it's where it's mentioned is even the carpenters took in sawmill workers who had organized on an industrial basis, although the union continued to treat them as second-class members wow. until they seceded to form the International Woodworkers of America in 1937. That's just kind of sad. Like, Yep. You can't make a chair. Jerks. <laughs> so I'm clicking on International Woodworkers of America. Is... But really, I mean, who can? I mean, they mm-hmm. just kind of they just kind of appear, don't they? Like, no one knows how they happen. How Not really. Happen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle walking yeah. the plank. So this page, I look. I'm <laughs> all about I'm all about jokes on Wikipedia. But this page is actually really short, and I appreciate that. That's a great gag. I, I mean, guys. What? Uh, anyway, because it's a pl- it, you, you're walking. It, it, it's, it's just a short walk. And, oh, yeah, I see. Look, I, I think it's a good joke. Anyway, uh, walking the plank was a method of execution practiced on special occasion, like you know a quinceanera or something. Yeah. <laughs> By pirates, mutineers, or other rogue seafarers, oh, which to Gross be a romantic. rogue seafarer, yeah. Oh. Like what? Uh, what? What is it other than like? Got, do they mean like boating without a license or something? Or like what? What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're boating without safeguards. You don't have a life preserver with you. Um, for the amusement of the perpetrators and the psychological psychological torture of the victims. Captives were bound so they could not swim or tread water and forced to walk off a wooden plank or beam extended over the side of a ship. Uh, that's not cited, so would love to see some details on that, on how we know that. Mm. Um, although forcing captives to walk the plank is a motif of pirates in popular culture, uh, which we all know the pirates of popular culture, uh, just a really popular play, uh, you know. Um in the 19th through 21st century, few instances are documented. So the frequency of the practice is uncertain. Oh, that's cited twice. Hmm. Oh, that's Weird, good. Wikipedia. Real strange what you're choosing to cite here. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, here's the, the the real gag of it, though. Um, the uh, earliest reference that they have here, in at least in writing, published in 1788... Uh, this guy, this lex- lexicographer uh, who is defining it, writes, Walking the plank, a mode of destroying devoted persons or officers in a mutiny on shipboard by blindfolding them and obliging them to walk on a plank laid over the ship's side. By this means, as the mutineers suppose, avoiding the penalty of murder. So you're not uh, killing them. Yeah. They're just, yeah, which seems... Look, again, a very pirate view of this. Like, oh, no, we didn't kill them. Right. They just, you know, fell off the ship. Walked it off happened. the ship on their own It happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so anyway, that's a, uh, that is a thing. And there is some more here that I don't want to read. Um, and here's the other thing. I always wonder why people don't, well, that... Why people don't question this, like whether or not it really happened or again, like we we don't have much in terms of actual proof of people doing this really. Yeah. Uh, however, the in literature section here, despite the likely rarity of the practice in actual history, walking the plank then entered popular myth and folklore via de- depictions in popular literature, 
Captain Charles Johnson in his 1724 book, A General History of the Pirates, spelled with a Y, which, oh my gosh, so good. Yeah. Pirates. Yeah, Pirates. General History of of the Pirates described a similar practice using a ladder rather than a plank in the the Mediterranean of classical antiquity. And guys, guess who gets a name drop here? Roman captives yep. were offered the ladder and given their freedom, provided they were willing to swim for it. Oh, okay. Great. That, that's cited. Nice nice work, Wikipedia. We, uh, you're down two now. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, there's a, there's a, great, a great scene here. Uh, again, it looks like this is one of those things that people are saying, uh, you know, it, it got into the popular culture or, or the popular mythos of, of like this thing that happened in history. And, uh, you know, uh, it got into another book because they were drawing on this other book that was referencing this thing that may not have actually been based on anything. Yeah. I know. So, why don't just, why don't they just throw them over the ship? I, I mean, what? Yeah. Well, I, so I, I guess, yes. And, you know, everyone's stuck up for entertainment, I suppose, on I mean, the ocean. Yeah, it would be very boring. Um, Robert Louis Stevenson's 1884 classic, Treasure Island, contains th- at least three mentions of walking the plank, including at the beginning where Billy Bones tells bone-chilling stories to pra- of the practice to Jim Hawkins. I really enjoy that the person writing this says at least three mentions in that they are not they are not willing to go up and get their copy of treasure island and like all right let's how many times i it's it's at least three guys just trust me at least three times oh but there's also probably arguments on like whether or not this actually oh my gosh yeah probably considered uh mention or if it's actually talking about something else is that actually walking the plank uh treasure island also popularized other now common pirate uh motifs such as parrots peg legs and buried treasure yeah. Uh, you know, the three... you mean there was no buried treasure? I guess not. No. They mostly stole food and stuff. And then just the concept... Used it. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That's what you would do. The concept also appears in J.M. Barry's Peter Pan, where Captain Hook's pirates helped define the archetypes. I don't think that's what they were doing in the book, but, you know, I suppose outside of it, that's what they were doing. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, walking the plank, great. Uh, good. real good on in terms of uh, helping me get closer to my goal, uh, because in that first sentence it does or second sentence it does mention a wooden plank, literally just wooden plank, yep. and for some reason wood or plank prends wood and prends wood. It's <laughs> <laughs> where I get when I click on that. So uh, yeah, all right, uh, Tim. Okay. The International Woodworkers of America (laughs) is an industrial union of lumbermen, sawmill workers, timber transportation workers, and others formed in 1937. Not carpenters. Keep them out of here. (laughs) Who are the Uh, others? (laughs) Apparently so, yeah. Who are the others? Good question. I just like uh, it. It was aliens? formed when members of the Sawmill and Timber Workers Union Division of the United Brotherhood of Carpenters and Joiners of America okay. voted to disaffiliate their local unions and form their own. Dang. 
Yep. They quickly moved to Canada. Whoa, what, what? Where it absorbed a <laughs> number of smaller unions that had formed in the 1930s. Wait, the, the International Woodworkers of America moved to Canada? Why Apparently. did they move to Canada? Why? why? They, don't, they don't say why, Tim? Nope. Uh, I, yeah, this is a very pretty short, uh, pretty short uh, article. Well, it shouldn't be. I'm very curious now. <laughs> The IWA was staunchly democratic and avoided left-wing politics throughout its history. Great. Most of its members lived and worked in the American and Canadian West. Its membership reached as high as 115,000 in the early 1970s. It dissolved in 1994. Um, In the 1980s, raids, mergers, and anti-union actions by employers decimated the IWA's membership. Oh, no. The burgeoning environmental movement also restricted access to public lands where most old-growth timber existed. As the timber industry lost access to public land, timber companies shed thousands of jobs as well. Uh, Old-growth is linked. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go to old-growth. Get some of that old-growth. Which goes to old-growth forest. Nice. Get that good old-growth. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys are both on woody things. We're very close. Wow, you're at plank wood. (laughs) A plank. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to ask T- Tim. What? You, you know about all, a lot of stuff here. How would you? How would you? A, a normal human who is not definitely not an alien. How would you describe if someone asked in a single sentence, "What is a plank?" How would you describe that, Tim? I would call it a rectangle of wood. You are very close to what they said. <laughs> uh, a plank. I'm a human, though. <laughs> I swear. A plank is a is timber that is flat, elongated, and rectangular, with parallel faces that are higher and longer than wide. What? I guess. Well, that's kind of weird. But like, no, that's not necessarily true. Well, I suppose. Like, do they mean like if if the if all the faces are the same? Uh, that's just a cube. Okay, I'm, I stand corrected. Uh, either way. But yes, a rectangle with parallel faces that are higher and longer than wide, which is just so specific that it makes me, uh, yeah. this is one of those sentence, the sentences on Wikipedia that I just love, that y- y- you know that whoever wrote that was extremely pleased with themselves. Definitely. Oh, so good. Uh, props to that person, whoever they are. Uh, used primarily in carpentry, planks are critical in the, con- in the construction of ships, houses, bridges, and many other structures. They also serve as supports to form shelves and tables. I mean, and just basically everything. You you really need them for a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's real tough to make stuff with not planks, I guess. Um, it does mention here, the plank was the basis of maritime transport. Oh, excuse? W- wood... F- Wood floats on water, oh. and abundant forest meant wooden logs could easily easily be obtained and processed, making planks the primary material in shipbuilding. Okay. Now you just put enough planks together, and you have a ship, and you have a boat. Yeah, I, but I was really hoping when I read that that they were going to dig into like some some archaeolog archaeological information that we have about like. Someone just realizing that, oh, hey, these things are just floating. We could use these. Do you you just want to, like, we could just get on this. Yeah. We could just tie, like, Mm. a couple of these together, and we got a boat. 
Um, but yeah, uh, they do specify here, uh, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> you just... Actually, you know what? I'm not going to ask you this because this is very silly. And they do specify that I guess like a plank has a standard size, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, planks are usually more than one and a half inch uh, and thick and are and are generally uh, not two C's, just single C are generally wider than two and a half inches. Uh, in the United States, they can be any length and are generally a minimum of two inches deep by eight inches wide. Uh, but planks that are two inches by 10 inches and two inches by 12 inches are commonly stocked by lumber retailers. Wow. No, that That's not cited to anything. And I'm just real curious, like, why? <laughs> Why did you include that? They're often used as a work service on elevated scaffolding. <gasps> Need to be wide but, enough to provide strength without breaking when walked on. But, Sky, the next sentence. What is categorized as a board if its width is less than two and a half <laughs> inches? And its thickness is less than one and one half inches. That's true. What's the difference between a board and a plank? In I'm, my mind, I was just thinking I'm, of, like, use... But no. Yeah, me too. Like if you if you're using it if you're nailing something to it, it's a plank. And if you're, you know, if you're oh using God. it to walk across the gap, there's it's a board. They have a picture of the plank boardwalk in Dufferin Terrace, Quebec City. How can that be a plank boardwalk? Oh no, <laughs> that's not possible oh. according to the sizes. I think we just split something wide open. Okay, so I just I just typed into into Google what's the difference between a board and a plank. Yeah, and I found a page called Wiki Difference. Um, okay, uh, according to Wikidiff dot com, uh, plank what? is a C also of board. Yeah, it's a real thing. Um, as nouns, the difference between plank and board is that plank is a long, broad, and thick piece of timber, as opposed to a board, which is less thick. While board is a relatively long, wide, and thin piece of sawn wood. Or similar, similar, similar material, usually intended for use in construction, or board can be, or board can be in parentheses basketball, a rebound. What? I <laughs> uh, I get oh. it. It can be a slang for you know get off the board. You know, like uh, as verbs. The difference is the, the, the <laughs> this person didn't know. What, okay. As verbs, oh, they're so earnest. I, I, this is this, this is peak Wikipedia to me. The difference between plank and board is that plank is to cover something with planking, while board is to step or climb onto or otherwise enter a ship, aircraft, train, or other conveyance. These are all. Tr- that's true. That's how oh, words do. I sometimes I love Wikipedia, you guys. It's so good sometimes. Oh, I could click the, the Quora also has a has a question about it. Uh, how it's used? The answer is the top rated answer. Uh, the difference is how it's used and the oriented oriented strength. Boards or are, are for more vertical like walls. Bat and board, which is what they said. Bat and board, not bat and board, it is is one example of the descriptor carryover. Plank implies horizontal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> plank plus horizontal, like floors, 
like where the thickness of the grain or wood is expected to carry a face load like floors. Face load? Face carry load. a face load. That's oh. what it says, Sky. I'm not making this up. Walking the plank or boarding a plank in ships in scaffold the plank are the walkboards. Are the walkboards. I I it's so good. Anyway. Good. Anyway. Somehow on this I mean relatively small page. If we were classifying this this page, it would be a board, not a plank. Um it is it is not huge. They do not use they do not link wood. However, timber is linked, and I think that's the best I'm gonna do. Alright, hmm. you're going to timber. Yes. Hmm. That is that is close. It takes you to lumber. Tim, you're at old growth forest. Old growth forest. forest. Also termed Yeah. Pri- yep. Also termed a primary forest, virgin forest, primeval forest, late cereal forest, or if you Cirque du Soleil, Forest Primeval <laughs> is a forest that has attained great age without significant disturbance and thereby exhibits unique ecological features and might be classified as a climax community. Uh, uh, goals. I'm not sure right? what that is. Yeah. I want to grow old without significant <laughs> disturbance and exhibit I mean, unique yes, ecological I, That sounds great. And be classified <laughs> as a climax community. Here's, here's, here's the alien language coming in. Uh-oh. Old growth features include diverse tree-related structures oh, okay. <laughs> that provide diverse wildlife habitat that increases the biodiversity of the forested ecosystem. Oh, What's right. a tree-related structure? <laughs> the concept of diverse tree structure includes multi-layered canopies and canopy gaps, That's greatly tree. varying tree heights and diameters, <laughs> and diverse tree species and classes and sizes of woody debris. Those are all just trees. I mean, woody debris is just the stuff that comes off of trees. That was a former tree. (laughs) Very good. Old growth forests are valuable for economic reasons and for the ecosystem services they provide. This can be a point of contention when someone in the logging industry desire to cut down the forest to obtain valuable timber, while environmentalists seek to preserve the forest for benefits such as maintenance of biodiversity. Water purification, flood control, and nutrient cycling. It almost sounds like one side there has a little bit more going for it. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Uh, Proforestation, the practice of purposefully growing an existing forest intact toward its full ecological potential, aims to promote old growth forests. It's neat. There's a picture (laughs) of an owl on here. It's cool. Oh, very good. Um... That's how you know it's an old-growth forest. There's an owl. Uh, So, uh, woody debris is mentioned in here many times. Okay. Fallen timber, or coarse woody debris, uh, contributes carbon-rich organic matter directly to the soil, providing a substrate for mosses, fungi, and seedlings, and creating microhabitats by creating relief on the forest floor. Just relief. Ah. Mm. (laughs) In some ecosystems, such as the temperate rainforests of the North American Pacific Coast, fallen timber may become nurse logs, providing a substrate for seedling trees. Oh, that's cool. Oh, there's a lot in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked up wood. There's nothing that's just straight up wood. <laughs> um, 
if you want to know where the forests are. And I do. Uh, in 2006, Greenpeace identified that the world's remaining intact forest landscapes are distributed among the continents as follows. 35% in Latin America, uh, a lot of that being the Amazon rainforest, of course. 28% in North America, which harvests 10,000 square kilometers of ancient forests every year. Uh, da, 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 da. Most of the remaining old-growth forests in the contiguous United States and Alaska are on public land. Uh, 19% in Northern Asia, home to the largest boreal forest in the world. 8% in Africa, which has lost mm. most of its intact forest landscapes in the last 30 years. Great. The timber industry and local governments are responsible for destroying huge areas of intact forest landscapes and continue to be the single largest threat to those areas. Bummer. Uh, 7% in South Asia Pacific, uh, where the paradise forests are being destroyed faster than any other forest on Earth. And less than 3% in Europe. Um, yep. So, where was I going to go again? You're, you're uh, still trying to get to wood. What type of wood was I looking for here, though? Uh, oh, there's wood chipping. Oh. Hey! But it goes to wood chipping in Australia. <laughs> wow! Not Why so Australia? Specific. Hmm. Arg. Uh... I mean, it's the sentence about Australia. You should There's look, logging. You should look very, very closely. <laughs> very closely? You should look very closely. Oh, no. There's ancient woodlands. There's wood chipping. Uh-huh. There's... That's not linked. Woody debris. Woody debris. More woody debris. Ha-ha-ha-ha. Woodland. It's woodland. Topography. Topography. Hardwoods. Hold on. (laughs) Hardwoods. Um, Oh, uh, many species of deadwood predators, such as woodpeckers, must have standing snags available for feeding, just so you know. Nice. Got to have that standing snag. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so I'm in topography. Okay. I have tree throws. That sounds fun. Oh, wow. That does sound fun. Pits Is expose that... hummus poor, humus poor, mineral rich soils. Sure. Forming a thick organic layer. Why did you want me in topography? Uh, I was just looking at pit and mound topography specifically. Typical characteristics of old growth forests include presence of older trees, minimal signs of human disturbance, mixed age stands, presence of canopy openings due to tree falls. Pit and mound topography, down wood in various stages of decay, <gasps> sand what? snags, Where? dead trees, multi-layered canopies, intact soils, a healthy fungal ecosystem. Oh Love man, we all it. need that. And presence yeah. of indicator species. Where are you? I mean, characteristics, <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh. Oh man, there it is. There it is. There's wood. Is it, is it just wood? Yep. Oh no, I was I had it too. Dang it, I, I got I won, but I totally lost too. Ah. Uh, so I was close. just like skimming through. I was like, oh wait, what oh. Oh wait. So you both kinda won. You both you guys were just like hey. right there together this whole yeah, time. That's right. I, I just can I Neither before you. you go on, before you win, can I can I mention like just one thing from or one thing from the the lumber page, which is 
Yeah. Amazing. And I wish I oh could spend. Gosh, this looks. I, w- <laughs> I want to spend an hour on this page. Longest plank in the world. Yes, Sky. That nice. is exactly. <laughs> Tell um, me all about this. I, there, there's not a lot to tell, surprisingly. It's in Poland. Uh, but, uh, yes, it is. And uh, it has, let's see. Uh, oh, no. Dang it. I clicked the wrong thing. Um, yes. The longest plank in the wor- world in the wood is what I was about to say there. Um, it is about 120 feet long. That's amazing. Yeah. That's That's a single tree that they just... So they just did that. And someone was like... Put it up on the wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? I could make a really long piece of timber out of that tree. And someone else is like, oh, it's just an old tree, though. You should maybe leave it alone. They're like, no. It's real tall. I'm going to cut out... I'm going to cut down the dang Idrisil here and uh, make a make a frigging big piece of timber. Yeah. Um, anyway, there are several... The, the things that I really want to mention, though are that there are different names for these things because, of course, there are. And, I mean, you have a couple different types of, uh, like, logs that are converted into timber by being sawn here. They're called, they're, the different types are the plain sawn, uh, quarter sawn, and rift sawn, the boxed heart, and the heart center, which are the center cores of the log, um, and then the free of heart center, which I just love. Those are great names, and I want to use them in an RPG somewhere. Yeah. Um, but then, then the uh, the actual names of types of uh, where did I have that? Types of cuts of uh, of like planks. Ah, here we are. Uh, of timber, uh, various pieces and cuts. This is just a rough list. Uh, square and rectangular forms. The uh, the plank, the slat, batten. Board, different from the plank, distinct. Uh, lath, strapping, the cant, the flitch, and then there's also the post, beam, girt, stud, rafter, joist, sill plate, and wall plate. Those are all different kinds of wood. Lots of different wood. And and I have no idea what any of them are, and I feel bad about that. Well, <laughs> I feel like I should know. Tell us. Well, fine. Uh, but yes, and then also under rod Wait. forms, there's the pole, dowel, stick, staff, and baton. So Wait, there's a lot of different staffs. According to this, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's probably it's probably the difference of a plank and a board, I guess. But yeah, that's that's it. That's all I wanted to talk about. Nice. Timber's pretty great, apparently. <laughs> yeah, wood wood's good. Mm-hmm. So the best part of the wood page yeah. is that there is a 4x4 four four square of different types of wood. Yes. And you can go through them, and you can see if you can remember which one of them were Pokemon professors. Oh my gosh. That's wow. true. Yeah. That's not where I... I thought you were going to make like a bingo card out of it, but yes. It I could kind of that, do that too. That's true too, I guess. Um, and then you can think of, oh, these could be future... Pokemon professors. Great. We could have Professor Hornbeam. <laughs> Professor Professor Linden. That's a good one. Yeah. Pond. Professor yeah, Alder. N- Ash. 
Ash is going to become a <laughs> professor. <gasps> what? It's right here. Oh man, they to- it was they were Cherry. telling us the whole time. But he never ages. <laughs> um, see here, yeah, elm, oak, juniper, birch. I mean, is, is pearwood just from the pear tree? I guess I that guess sounds right to I'm me. Google is pearwood. <laughs> 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 wood has been used there. for thousands of years for fuel Only as a construction thousands? material for making tools and weapons furniture and paper oh only only thousands there wikipedia is that yep. is that hmm more recently it emerged as a feedstock for the production of purified cellulose and its derivatives such as cellophane and cellulose acetate you know good old, as you do good old acetate um, <laughs> the wood of Coast Redwood is distinctively red. <laughs> Thank I you. Mean, look, to, <laughs> so many I'm... of these images are just pictures of wood. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, what do you want? What do you want? I mean, something made of wood, maybe. Um, there are some good things. There's some good woodworking photos in here too, though, which is nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, the churches of Kizi, Kizi, forgive my pronunciation, Russia, are among a handful of world heritage sites built entirely of wood without metal joints. Wow! Wow! Yeah, it's yeah. impressive. And these are this is a these are big. Yep. These are big there churches. Are some temples in. in They're Japan, really pretty like too. Oh, I think you're. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. That's I, incredible. I never knew what knots were, but now I do. What? How do they describe it specifically? As the tree grows, lower branches often die, and their bases may become overgrown and enclosed by subsequent layers of trunk wood, forming no a kidding. type of imperfection known as a knot. The dead branch may not be attached to the trunk wood, except at its base. It can drop out after the tree has been sawn into boards. Knots affect the technical properties of the wood, usually reducing the local strength and increasing the tendency for splitting along the wood grain. Citation needed. <laughs> but maybe exploited for visual effect. Exploited. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. That's that's really cool though. I didn't. I I honestly didn't know either. I just want you to know that on Wikipedia, should you ever need it, mm-hmm. there is a list of woods. Oh. Yep. It is long. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Well. Did you know there's there's not just oak, there is silky oak. Oh. Nope. All right. Nope. We're cut, we're shutting this down. Yeah. We already got we already had hornbeam. We don't need... Good job getting the wood, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um do you, you guys know why I picked wood? I'm no. very curious. I was going to ask you. Well, it's the it's the thing you give on your 5th anniversary. <gasps> oh no. Wow. We'll oh, happy anniversary, you guys. Years. Yeah, happy anniversary. Wow. I don't know. Wow. Maybe maybe I shouldn't say it on this one. Because then we'll be committing <laughs> to doing something special. But I'm sure we'll do something <laughs> special on the next one to commemorate that. That's a yes. big deal. And I think it'll be our 125th. Is that true? Isht. Yes. Our t- I'll, I'll make it the 125th-ish. Uh, let's see. For no, this is the 125th, so it'll be the. Uh, oh wow! 
episode. Holy cow. We've come so far. Yeah, remember when we used to do this every mm-hmm. week? I don't know how. No. How we did. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's completely gone from my mind. I have no understanding of how that happened. Yeah. This comes around so quickly. We're getting so old. Like, I can't believe it's time to record again tonight. Can it really be true? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Uh, good job, guys. Thanks thanks for playing along. Um, good stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you guys want more episodes, it's at wsqbcast.blogspot.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at wsqbcast. Uh, we have Facebook. That I, don't, I don't really do much to it with that anymore. Sure. Nobody yeah. cares. Uh, but right. you know, primarily find us in your podcatcher. Uh, the the website I need to go back and like refigure out the old episodes, but the podcast feed should have all the episodes available. Some of the older ones, amazing. You know, if you're going back through to reminisce after the five year anniversary, you probably won't be able oh. to find them on the on the website right now. But as as they're uh, as they're you know nursing their hangovers after the five year anniversary party, right? Mm-hmm. After as they're uh, you know. Oh my gosh, yeah. I was listening to a podcast recently that just started. Um, they were like, hey, you know, we've been working on getting this off the ground for a while. So if you're in New York, catch us at this bar for like, and we'll be hanging out as like a, for like a party for like a couple hours. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we should, it's our fat fifth year anniversary. We should be doing something. Fat. It's like, yeah, come on out to somewhere in <laughs> between Michigan and Ohio. To the Midwest. To the Midwest. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the Midwest. All three of you, and you will go to a bar. Yes. Um, but no. Well, listeners, we appreciate every one of you. All Especially of you. some of you that have gone this whole whole time with us. Oh, <laughs> man. You're, you're the best. You're very good. Yep. All right. But until next time, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Good night, you guys. Hey, it's Skylar from the present. Uh, Just finishing editing this podcast. And since we recorded, uh, we have decided that what we are doing for our anniversary is a live show with an asterisk that's a live streaming show uh it's going to stream on youtube uh you can find us on youtube at wskbcast um you can also um get links to it through our twitter at wskbcast um the plan to do it is uh on the 27th so october 27th 2019 um we are going to start around 7 p.m eastern time and uh yeah it should be a good time don't expect a ton of people to show up but if you could show up that'd be awesome uh we are going we might do a game i don't want to disappoint you if we don't do one uh sorry about that we kind of what we definitely want to do is just sort of hang out uh chat with people in chat look at like stuff from our past and just reminisce on like Oh, that was a dumb page. Oh, look at this this photo. I'm especially excited because since I'll be streaming uh, my screen, you'll actually be able to see the photos we talk about. Um, that should be fun. And we're just going to kind of refer, you know, hour and a half. Uh, just sort of have a laid back sort of celebration of um, just this dumb thing that we've done for five years as friends. Uh, it's a big deal. Um, I don't want to get too sentimental, but like I just, you know, 
thank you for listening. I want to thank, you know, Tim and, and Kyle for doing this with me. Um, I've gone through a lot over the last five years. Uh, we all have. Um, but just having this as something that I put out and I haven't worried too much about like, oh, we got to get, we got to get more subscribers. Ah, I got to be, you know, for a while I was like, God, oh, we got to be on schedule and stuff. And I've kind of let that slide as I've had like a, you know, a kid. Um, but it's just been something that has been consistent in that it's something that I can look forward to every week. It's something that we're not monetizing. It's, it's something that I'm, we're doing for fun that goes out to a handful of people and they enjoy it. And that feels good. It's something creative. And that's just been so important for me uh, to have over the last five years. Um, so just want to say that I'm sure we'll get sappy during the live show, but yeah, anyway, uh, hope you can join us. Uh, if you can't and you want to like shout out or say something to us, uh, tweet at us and, uh, you know, saying that, you know, like, um, you'd like me to read this at the sh over the show. Uh, I'll do that. Um, I'd really like to do that. So, all right. Um, that's it. I don't have any sense stinger for you this time. We didn't say anything too outlandish that I had to cut. So this is pretty much it. Uh, thanks. Bye. <laughs>